time for school. Rock school. With your hosts, Dr. Joe Burns. Shelbert is the actual name, but he goes by the nickname Sheb. After and Chad P. I got a popcorn ball. I got a candy bar. I got a rock. I got a rock. Underwritten by Home Theater, etc. Class is in. Sunday afternoon comes around once a week, whether you like it or not. This is Rock School on KSLU. My name is Joe Burns, a professor in the communications department. Southeastern Louisiana University sitting to my immediate right is... Chad P. A former student and one who must learn. Blah, 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 hair gel. Blah, 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 guitar hero. Blah, 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 professional wrestler. like that. Yes, you do. You sound just like that. In case you didn't notice, we swapped places because today's the Halloween. Show. I'm dressed like Chad. Chad is dressed like me. I don't I, really talk about guitar hero and wrestling. I've got that much. so much hair gel Dude, in. I don't know what to do with I'm myself. I'm 27 years oh. old. I gel my hair. You Excuse look, me. You look good in a tie, though. Thanks. You really do. You don't look like you're being choked or anything. <laughs> hey, folks, back to where we should be. <laughs> this is our Halloween show because we're on the radio. Halloween's just around the corner. You've yep. got to play a lot of it. Yeah. You stop and you think and you say, Halloween. Well, yeah, yeah, Scott, let's see. Halloween, is it Frankenstein? Frankenstein. Oh, yeah. The Wolfman, mm-hmm. the Purple People Eater, yep. Monster Godzilla, Mash. the Monster Mash. There's mm-hmm. so many songs. You've probably heard them all, but do you know the stories behind them? Probably do you not. Kn- right. Do you know the bits? Do you know how they were recorded? Maybe. Maybe not. Well, that's let's, why we come in. That's why we're here. That's why it's called Rock School. Hey, are we going to play Thriller? No, we're not going to play Thriller. I don't care. I, I don't care. I'm not playing Michael Jackson. Why? Hold me down. Put blades of grass up my nose. I am not playing Thriller. Why? I'm not playing Michael Jackson on this show. I'll okay. take you out, man. I will. <laughs> this okay. show is being sponsored today by Home Theater, etc., yep. Good People, mm-hmm. and by uh, a, a special sponsor for one day, the 13th Gate That's Haunted right. House, uh, who is owned by the Good People at Midnight Productions. Mm-hmm. We begin Baton Rouge. Baton Rouge, that's right. We begin with... The Werewolf. Oh, nice. Warren Zevon from the album Excitable Boy in 1978. In 2004, the fine people at the BBC held a competition where they asked the entire UK, what is the greatest opening line of any song ever? Wow. Bajillions of people wrote in. And guess what won? This one? I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand, walking through the streets of Soho in the rain. He was looking for a place called Li Ho Fuchs, going to get a big dish of beef chow mein. Hit the button. Recognize the magician or the musicians? Or the magicians. That's uh It's Fleetwood Mac. Oh wow! Believe it or not. I never knew that. It's Warren Zevon. We begin Halloween! The Werewolves of London on Rock School, ladies and gentlemen. I saw a werewolf with a Chinese menu in his hand Walking through the streets of Soho in the rain He was looking for the place called Lee Ho Fuchs Gonna get a big dish of beef chow mein
and his hair was perfect. It's rock school right here on KSLU. See, I Absolutely think a lot of people get uh, stereotyped on uh, Halloween music where you say, like, hey, what's uh, what's some good Halloween music? Everybody starts thinking of scary stuff. But yeah. uh, you don't necessarily have to have uh, spooky Rob Zombie music, even though we will feature him. Sure, we'll That's the first thing that popped in my mind when we said, hey, let's do a Halloween show. Oh, we got to play Rob Zombie. Sure, and by the way, someone's going to have to explain why Rob Zombie is so so popular to me. I, I've I've watched I watched <laughs> what are the House of a Thousand Corpses? Yeah. It was all right. I watched the Devil's Rejects. It, eh. it was all right. I'll be honest with I, you, I've never seen one of his movies. I like his music. It was uh, his music's all right. It's, and we're going to play one a little later on, but it was all right. Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. That was a werewolf. Yes. Next, we have to worry about Mary Shelley's creation. You know who that is? Frankenstein. Frankenstein. There you go. The Edgar Winter Group. This is from their album. They only come out at night. Well. Well titled for a Halloween uh, for a Halloween album. Mm-hmm. Have you ever noticed that sometimes a keyboard player uh, they, normally they would have to sit down and the keyboard would be right there. Yeah. But somewhere in the 1970s, the keyboard players were able to take the keyboard and hook a guitar strap to it, yeah. put it around their neck. That was the craziest looking thing I've ever seen. Right, and their right hand would sit on top of the keys, uh-huh. and then their left hand, there was like a little extension that yeah. there was something they'd touch. I'm not even sure what that left hand thing is. Right. I'm assuming it's a volume knob, but I I'm, guess. I'm not even sure what it is. It almost is. looked like a controller for a video game that I'm not going to talk about. Ugh, blah, 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 <laughs> video game. Edgar Winter was the first guy to do that. You know, he's a Scientologist. Yes, he is. As I a did matter not know of that. The, uh, the last writings of the head of Scientology, whose name escapes me at the moment, I know the audience is yelling it right now, but <gasps> the, the last writings of that guy mm. were given to Edgar Winter, mm. and he has set them to music, and apparently you can go out and buy the album if you're, if you're so inclined. But if you want to do, though. This was the opening song, and May still be today, but Edgar Winter came out and he attacked this thing. Now most people know this version of the song. It's about four minutes long. Yeah. The the one that you'll see in concert, and if you buy the album, they only come out at night is the Frankenstein that the one Edgar Winter wanted you hear. It is almost ten minutes long. And if I'm not mistaken, it has no lyrics. Oh, and it goes on forever and ever. Well, you know what? Some killer drumming in this song. That's true. Be happy you're here in the four-minute puppy because (laughs) it doesn't get better at ten minutes. Here's Frankenstein on the Hollywood show. Halloween show. I'm an idiot. Go Edgar Winter Good on Lord. Rock School. I don't yeah, know if I could take ten minutes of that. <laughs> <laughs> Halloween show, Halloween. not the Hollywood show. Now that's later. You know, and the thing about it is, I had to write Halloween in large letters then, because once you say something that dumb, it gets stuck in your head. Mm-hmm. Let's play one of the novelty songs back from the 1950s. This is actually from 1958. This is Sheb Woolley. Hey, the Purple People Eater, and the one-eyed, one-horned, flying Purple People Eater. Which, for English professors all over campus, is it a purple? People eater, meaning is the thing that eats people purple? purple or does he eat purple only people? Only purple people. That's, that's a question we go on and concern ourselves that's with. That's like uh, Hank Williams Junior High School. 
Is it really? There's a junior? I, I don't junior understand high school it. Or I, anyway. Hank junior. Sheb Woolley is his real name, believe it or not. Sheb. Shelbert is oh. the actual name, but he Good goes by Lord. the nickname Sheb. Somebody must after, have lost a bet. After he, mom lost a bet. <laughs> after this guy had you know, two or three little tiny novelty hits, he yeah. left and went on to fame with Hee Haw, believe it or not. Really? He was on Hee Haw for years. With Buck Owens. With Buck Owens, right. He uh, he was one of the guys that sang that gloom, despair, and agony on me, deep, oh, yeah, dark yeah, yeah, depression, yeah, yeah. excessive mm-hmm. misery. This song, Purple People Leader, has this outer space thing that comes down to Earth to sing rock and roll music through the horn in his head. And you hear him, you know, real tall singing. That's pretty good. It's not bad. Mm -hmm. This was the same thing that was done with, uh, oh, gee, the witch doctor did it. Alvin and the Chipmunks did it. Let me tell you, at the time, by today's standards, this is an audio trick that was a who cares. But back then, this was really something. The concept was this. Audio tape machines, yeah. reel-to-reels, mm-hmm. had settings of 15 inches of tape per second and 30 inches of tape per second. They Correct. literally would go mm-hmm. half speed. Mm-hmm. So what they did was record the entire song and then knocked it down to half speed. Mm-hmm. The person would come in, listen to it at half speed, and instead of going a wop bam ba ba bam boom they would go a wop ba ba you know, at half speed. Yeah, yeah. You would then kick the tape back up. Now the music would be at the correct speed, and but the, the voice would be at double speed. Hey. That's how the entire Alvin and the Chipmunks was created. Right. That's how this was created. It's a half-speed trick, and there for about two years in the 1950s, all the rage. But nowadays, it's two clicks of a mouse. Yeah, nowadays, so. it's ridiculously simple. You don't <laughs> even have to slow it down. A machine will do it for you. But yep. back then, something else. Hey, good and creative, man. It's the Halloween show on Rock School. Hit it. Well, I saw the thing coming out of the sky. It had a one long horn and one big eye. Like a Mr. Shaking in the city. It looks like a purple people eater to me. It was a one-eyed, one-horned, flying purple people eater. One-eyed, one-horned, flying purple... You now, know, was that the horn? Did they do the horn <laughs> at half speed? Yeah. Tequila. <laughs> I forgot he said that. <laughs> I got to believe that even that saxophone there at the end was sped up. Yeah, it sounds it, like it. And since the tape was sped up to twice its speed, everything would have been taken up an entire octave. Mm-hmm. So the guy who ever played the saxophone solo would have played it an octave below. Yeah. And when he sped it up, okay. it would have still been in tune. Yeah. It would have just been an entire flying octave purple more. people eater. Would there have been a flying purple people eater at the uh, 13th Gate Haunted House, you know our what? sponsor for <laughs> this show alone? Good insert. Yeah, uh, there you go. I've been there for nine years, and there has never been a purple people eater but but you know what? Don't count Dwayne Sandburn, the owner, short, mm-hmm. because uh, if he thinks of it, he'll stick it in there. There should be a spider. There is a spider. There is a spider? Yeah. Would his name by any chance be Boris? No. Boris the spider? No, it's uh, Shelob. Oh, Shelob the spider? Shelob. Shelob. From, from, from the Lord of the Rings. For the, I don't know Slayer. anything about the Lord of the Rings. Uh, you, you know what happened when up. I went to see the Lord of the Rings? What? Uh, the main character, what's his name with the big feet? The main character, Lord of the Rings. I can't I think know. of Frodo. I think it's Frodo. Is it? Yeah, for, I, almost got, I almost got nerd slapped because um, <laughs> I, was, I was sitting in Lord of the Rings and uh, one of the one of the things, I think it was Frodo, said, I wish I'd never found this ring and I blurted out, me too. Um, Aww. But... <laughs> 
I'm I'm putting together songs for this show, and I have in the background the greatest hits of The Who. This song didn't play, but it sparked my memory that uh, early in The Who's career, it was brought up to them that, hey, you really make the money when you write songs. You make extra money. As a matter of fact, the man who was managing The Who at the time said, if you write a song and it gets on the album, I will give you a bonus of $500. Well, you know, Pete Townsend was just popping off song after song after song, and they took took aside John Entwistle, the bassist for The Who, and said, hey, come on, write a song. Well, John's, I don't really want to write a song. So he gets on the phone with Bill Wyman, and Bill says, well, you can write Bill Wyman, the bassist of Mm -hmm. The Rolling Stones. He says, well, you can write a song. Anyone can write a song. What do you see? And John Entwistle says, well, there's there's a spider. He said, okay, write a song about a spider. What would you name a spider? Boris, I assume. Are you serious? That's where that song came from? That's literally where the song came from. A phone call the night before. He put together a cute little bass line. They put it out. It was on the uh, second album from The Who called A Quick One. This is Boris the Spider on the Halloween show of Rock School. All it was was, come on! Do your job. Okay, here's a song about a spider. And actually, it was so successful. If you look at pictures of John Entwistle, look at the necklace around his neck. Mm-hmm. At the bottom of it yeah. is a spider with a single ruby on it. Nice. That's Boris. Here he is on Rock School. Wonderful. That's goofy. Yeah. I know. It's our Halloween Wonderful. show here. And uh, we got one. <laughs> and then we mentioned this guy a little bit earlier. We got one more before the stump. And yeah. we mentioned this guy earlier. Rob Zombies. Actually, yeah. Robert Cummings just got married not too long ago uh, to his longtime girlfriend, Sherry Moon. And I didn't have this. I had to download this song, Living Dead Girl. This is one that uh, Chad mm. suggested. Mm-hmm. And I had to download it. But before I went and got it, since I didn't know it off the top of my head, I went to take a look at it on uh, YouTube. Yeah. Have you ever seen the video for this? I have. Do you know what movie it's based on? No, that I don't. That you don't? If you get a chance at it, it's called Living Dead Girl. Take a look at the video... And after you watch it, get a hold of a 1920 silent film. Now, this is going to sound odd, but this film is... You shouldn't have any trouble finding this film. It's called The Cabinet of Dr. Calgary, or Dr. Caligari. And it has uh, Rob Zombie in the role of Dr. Caligari. And the girl, the living dead girl, Mm -hmm. is uh, in place of Caesar the Somnambulist. He is a guy that that basically... uh, Sleepwalks, and uh-huh. the Dr. Caligari apparently has the ability to make him come to life and kill people and do all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. I teach the film history course in the communication department here on campus. I show the cabinet of Dr. Caligari, hey. and I remember turning on the you know the YouTube after watching seven or eight Family Guy clips, yeah. and and up comes this Rob Zombie, and I'm looking at this and I'm going, oh okay, so he's going to just basically play the song. I, I was thinking, you know, okay, he took the cabinet of Dr. Caligar, and he's going to run this song over top of the clips. Mm, like background music. He recreated it, and I thought, okay, 
the guy goes up in my eyes. Oh, yeah, not yeah. bad. And it's not a bad tune either. No, it's a I little heavy it. for my taste. Yeah, Believe me, it's, it's got to be heavy for my taste. It's and all rock that. and it's Halloween. <laughs> it is the Halloween show. Here's Rob Zombie, Living Dead Girl on Rock School. Who is this irresistible creature who has an insatiable love for the dead? Happy Halloween. <laughs> From the people at Rock School, me and Chad. You know what about Halloween? What? I have a three-year-old kid. Yeah. And uh, getting him to, you know, shut the light off in his room, impossible. Getting him to actually flush the potty after he's done, yeah. impossible. Okay. Getting him to keep the food on his plate after, you know, while he's eating dinner. Impossible. Impossible. Uh-huh. Getting him to pick up his clothes after he uh, gets ready for bed, yeah. impossible. But. But. Go to a stranger's house, knock on the door, say <laughs> trick or treat, and he'll give you candy. He got that one right out of the ah, box. Yes. Had that one without even thinking. It's a Halloween show, if you're just joining us. It's That's right. Uh, Halloween this Wednesday. Halloween, and we are doing a show on nothing but Halloween. And you know what? I, I do this every year. I went out, and I purchased the bags of Halloween candy, promising myself that I wouldn't touch them. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I, in the past week and a half, I have consumed about 40 of those little tiny baby Ruth bars. Good for you. We are sponsored. <laughs> Sponsored by the good people at Home Theater, etc. At the corner of Morris and Mooney. That's right, and, in downtown uh, Hammond. That's right. Really good people. Mm-hmm. Really good people out there. And uh, as Chad will tell you here in just one moment, we have a second sponsor just for this show alone. That's and right. Chad, they are. Midnight Productions, uh, the owners and creators of the 13th Gate Haunted House, ranked number two in the nation by Haunt World Magazine. They're located in downtown Baton Rouge at 832 St. Philip Street which is right next door to the Argosy Casino. It uh, overlooks the Mississippi River Bridge. Oh, cool. And uh, I'll tell you what, I wasn't there last night, but last Saturday night, October the 13th, an attendance record was broken over five thousand really walked through the 13th gate. Dwayne Sandburn and his crew do a great job every oh, single year. Excellent. If you'd like to write us an email and tell us, hey, this is really great, do a Christmas show. I've already got one planned. But if you'd like to tell us (laughs) to do a a Thanksgiving show, is there a Thanksgiving song other than Charlie Brown, I guess? If you'd like to tell us to do a uh, Grandparents' Day show, Mm -hmm. uh, go to kslu.org, click on the Rock School logo there on the right. looks like a little chalkboard, Mm -hmm. and uh, you'll find a way to write to us. Chad? What? Stump me. Okay, I'll try. What uh, we're going to do, the Screaming Jay Hawkins uh, version uh, of put, the original it, version. Is it I Put a Spell on You or yes. is it Constipation Blues? No, I Put a Spell on You. <laughs> if constipation. You a, <laughs> why would I play Constipation Blues for the Halloween show? <laughs> if you get a chance to actually get a hold of like the greatest hits mm-hmm. of, uh, of Screaming Jay Hawkins, yeah. listen to Constipation Blues. Why? It's, oh, it's hilarious. Yeah. This guy was the predecessor to... Uh, 
uh, to Alice Cooper. Okay. Uh, he his piano looked like a coffin. Mm-hmm. He had skulls all over the stage and those gargantuan candles with the bubbly wax on the side. And okay. all of his backup musicians had these suits on, so they looked like skeletons and such. So. Maybe we could put that in a comedy. Ooh, a comedy show. It'd be perfect. That'll work. All right, let's put that in the bin. All right, here we go. Go ahead. You know that this song, I Put a Spell on You, is one of the most popular covered songs ever. Yeah, one of the top ten most covered mm-hmm. songs. What is the most covered song ever, do you know? No, I don't. Right Yesterday by the Beatles. Really? Yeah, really. Okay, okay. Uh, the version that I actually have in my library is by CCR. Of, of I Put a Spell on You? Yep. Yeah, yep. they do a good job of it, too. So, here is the stump. Yes. There is actually a famous athlete that uh, does their routine to this song. <laughs> I know this. Oh, you do? I really do. I just lost so much respect for you. <laughs> no, the thing is, what I is it? understand every so often I get lucky. Mm-hmm. You, I, I, we, The way this show was put together, folks, is Chad put together a list of songs, and he sent it to me, and I put together a list of songs, and I sent it to him, and we sort of said, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes. And he said, let's play I Put a Spell on You by CCR. And I said, no, 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 let's play the original. And he said, oh, okay, we'll play the original. And I went to go look at it, and I went... No kidding, Michelle Kwan skates to ah, this? Ah, that's correct. That is, Michelle Kwan <laughs> skates to this. So, um, what am I, three up now? Yeah, you're good. Have I answered more correctly than I've answered incorrectly? Yeah, yeah. I think so, too. Hey, I put a spell on you. Screaming Jay Hawkins, happy Halloween. I put a spell on you. Because of mine. <laughs> that is great. Screaming Jay Hawkins. That's back from 1975. He claims he doesn't even remember recording it. There is an actual <laughs> version of it that's an R&B tune that's nice and, you know, I put a spell on you yeah. because you're mine. And apparently they brought into the recording studio much, much beer. Oh, I bet. And uh, that was recorded, and Screaming Jay Hawkins says he doesn't even remember doing it. You know, I couldn't even get into the song as much as I wanted to, because I just kept imagining these triple axles and... Of Michelle Kwan? Well, yeah. Well, yeah, well, you know, it's it's one of the reasons to watch the Winter Olympics. No, yonder we go, ladies yonder. and gentlemen. Ever been to the Rocky Horror Picture Show? No. I hate to admit this. No, I don't hate to admit this. You know what? I'm going to wear it like a... I'm going to own this. I'm going to wear it like a badge of courage. Why not? My When I was in college, I, I went to college in Pennsylvania, but the young lady that I was dating was back in Cleveland, and so just about every other weekend, I would drive back to Cleveland, and one of her favorite things to do, which became one of my favorite things to do, was to go to downtown Cleveland on Euclid Avenue to go to the midnight showing of the Rocky Horror picture show. A lot of people have seen it, and I'm almost embarrassed to say I haven't, because when people bring it up and I say, yeah, I haven't seen it, their eyes pop out, and they they look at me and go, (gasps) I know I've seen it 50 times. I know I've seen it 50 times, and I own the DVD, and and I I show it to my film class. Mm -hmm. The song that we're going to play, we show to the film class, but it's a blast. If you get a chance, buying the DVD is one thing, and it's all right, and it's kind of, but if you get a chance to go see it with professionals, you have to see it. This was a stage play in London for the longest time that was so successful. When it was put out as a movie, it was an absolute horrific flop. 
terrible. Not bad, terrible. Terrible. The thing about it is, theaters realized that if they did a midnight showing of any movie, mm-hmm. if 10 people showed up, they could make money just by selling popcorn. Yeah. So they started taking these movies that these movie houses were just giving away. Here, take this. This thing is a stink bomb. Take it and play it. And the Rocky Horror Show, uh, Rocky Horror Picture Show, started getting played and people began yelling back at the screen. Yeah. And during the wedding scene, they threw rice. And during the toast scene, they threw bread. Mm-hmm. And during the... Um, the scene where a guy yells, Great Scott, they threw toilet paper. Okay. And during the scene where it's raining, everybody puts papers over their head. And then there is what I'm going to play for you, the time warp. Okay. There's a scene where all of the people from Transylvania, the the giant planet in the sky, have all come down to meet with the evil scientist Frankenfurter. Uh-huh. It's a Halloween show. Everybody in the theater jumps up and begins to dance the time warp, and until you've been in a theater with 300 people dancing the time warp, you can't even believe how absolutely great it is, and until, I'm telling you, I was 20 years old in downtown Cleveland at 2 o'clock in the morning, Easily one of the greatest, easily one of the greatest times in my life. You want to hear the tune? Yeah, please. There you go. Time warp. It's astounding, time is fleeting, madness takes its toll, but listen closely. Not for very much longer. I've got to keep control. Yeah, you know, you're, Cleveland City Council. Yeah. You're really enjoying that. I'm telling you what. I got to see it. I got to see it. I'm tired of getting ridiculed. You said that you now you work at the 13th Gate, the people who are our one-time sponsor for this show. I you do. work there. Yeah. yeah. Now, you said that that song will play in the lobby periodically. Yes. Here's what I want you to do. What? Make a point because you've never seen the movie. I've never known. Make no. a point of being in the lobby when that Plays. Oh, I, I've I've seen it. People will yeah. go ballistic. Well, when you know what you what the folks don't hear is that whenever the song is playing, Doctor and I are sitting here just conversing back and forth. Yeah. And I said, Yeah, I've never seen it, but I know that it's some kind of cultural phenomenon because the song is included in one of the mixed CDs that the owner of the Thirteenth Gate plays in the lobby. And when it comes on, the place goes nuts. It does, and you have so, to learn to dance. Got to learn the dance. Let me ask you this. Yeah, uh, I've never seen it, but I've heard that people that go to view it. It go sometimes in costume. I did. What were you dressed as? Meatloaf. <laughs> I was actually de- dressed as Eddie. Ed- the guy Meatloaf, the actual singer, like uh-huh. two out of three ain't bad. Okay. He was in the movie, and he was dressed as Meatloaf, and the only reason I was dressed as Meatloaf was because, well, I was overweight, Okay. and I owned a saxophone. That's what I heard. A lot of so, people go to that thing dressed up in right. Halloween You got costumes. anybody that comes to the 13th Gate dressed oh, up? Oh, all the time. Like uh, as it, what? Well, uh, you know, just standard Halloween yeah. things, but there, there is one guy, now that you mentioned it, one guy in particular comes every single year. He dr- he's dressed as a Ghostbuster. It's a homemade oh, a costume. Minute. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. You go have, ahead, go ahead. He's well. He's dressed as a a, a Ghostbuster. No, I do. I a, do. He's got an authentic Ghostbusters costume. Just uh, the the jumpsuits that they wore. He's got his his last name in the red letters, and he's got a proton pack on the, on his back. Robert Venkman seven. Put seven up there. Okay, cool. Put number seven up there. Oh, I'm so glad you got it. Do you have it? Yep. Hit Ready it. to go. Hit it. Hit it. Oh, this That's is great. It. 
You can't, That's it. You can't do Halloween without the Ghostbusters. We only play 10 songs an hour, but we bring about 20. Ray Parker Jr., ladies and gentlemen, it's he got Stay Pumped Marshmallow Man. He got sued by Ray Parker Jr. What did you do, Ray? What did you do, Ray? Let's sew this prehistoric woman how we do things downtown. together. Mass hysteria. Mass hysteria. <laughs> now we started quoting all these lines now. Now I got to go watch it. Yeah, a good one. Good one. Absolutely great one. Ron Jeremy's in that film. What? Ron Jeremy is in Wait that film. Wait a I didn't know Ron Jeremy is who. Watch the end of the film at the end where they where the Ghostbusters are released from prison and they're yeah. going into the the building to go up and first fight them. Look yeah. in the crowd scene off to the left. Oh, he's in the You'll crowd? see a guy with really kinky dark hair. Yeah. That's him. Awesome. He was hired as an extra just to stand there in the uh, in the crowd scene. Excellent. There you go. It's the Halloween show right here on Rock School. My name is Joe Burns. You are? Chad B. It's time for another one of these cutesy little uh, novelty tunes back from 1962. Bobby Boris Pickett. Oh, he did the monster match. That's right, he did. Pickett used to be just a 1950s crooner. Mm-hmm. He was not doing much of anything. In fact, he was a little bit more than a bar band that was mm-hmm. playing now and again. He was more well-known for like stuff like this, right? Thus the nickname Boris. Am I correct? Well, yeah. He, he was doing nothing, but it wasn't until he started doing novelty tunes that he began to actually have some hits. Okay. What he used to do during his act was make fun of Boris Carlisle. Ah, because he okay. used to talk like this, yes. that the Eastern European type thing. Transylvania Dracula. Right. Yeah. He would sing famous 50 songs like, you know, Do the Stroll, that okay. kind of thing, as, right. uh, okay. as Boris Karloff. And when he would do it, he would refer to his backup band as the Crypt Kickers. And, Why not? And Whatever works. Like that. Whatever and, works. And somebody who was a, a record rep. This was back in the 19, late 50s, early 60s when mm-hmm. they weren't putting out LPs. They were just putting out 45s, and it was financially worth it to say, well, what the hey here? Let's put out two songs and let's see what happens. And nice. They put out the Monster Mash. Why and not? It hit so hard that the guy is still making money off it because every October, yep, this thing gets played every day, and we're going to give him a drip of money too. Here's Bobby Boris Pickett. Whatever happened to my Transylvania twist on Rock School? My monster from his slab began to rise, and suddenly, to my surprise, yeah. I don't get the growling. Oh, 
It's Frankenstein. I understand her. Igor, her. Yeah. Mash good. That's yeah, good. It's, a, it's a way Frankenstein talked uh, right before they put him with the bride of Frankenstein, who hated him. Remember yeah. that? Mm-hmm. Elsa. I can't think of what the... Elsa. Elsa. No, I'm trying to think of the bride of Frankenstein. She had that hairdo that kind of shot straight back with the two white stripes yeah. on either side of it. I don't know what she looked uh, like, but I don't know her name. Man, we got to cease and desist with the Ghostbusters lines. Man. Yeah, we got to <laughs> we got to knock it off. So we'll go Charlie Brown. I got a popcorn ball. I got a candy bar. I got a rock. I got a rock. <laughs> I got a rock. This, this has the, been great. It has. It a really Halloween has. Show. All good things must come to an end. You taking Max trick or treating, right? Uh, well, yeah, I have to. Are you going to um, dress up? Yeah, I am. I have a uh, I have a clown costume that uh, hangs off of you, except that it has this this little battery powered fan mm-hmm. in it, and it's I mean it's about the size of a deck of cards, and it blows up to about five times my original size, so Dude, it's really cute. But you know that like one of the most popular phobias, what's in that? Fact, uh, the fear of clowns. Oh, my son doesn't have a fear of clowns. No, no, but like people in general, they're just scared of clowns. No, my son has a fear of the stock market. He's very advanced (laughs) for his age. I'm dressing up as a chicken. He he got up this morning, he looked at me, and he went, municipal bonds! And I had no (laughs) idea what to say to him, because I don't know what those things are. Yeah, no, that's a well-proven fact that like one of the number one phobias in uh, America, besides public speaking, is clowns. That's why you'll find... What about a clown who's actually public speaking? How about that? Hey, thank you for joining us today. Try the veal tip, your waitress. Don't bet on the ponies. (laughs) Go to the 13th gate and you'll see lots of clowns. Lots of clowns. Because we know. We know what people are scared of. We have two sponsors today. Mm-hmm. Home Theater, etc., lovely yeah. downtown Hammond, and uh, our one-time sponsor today, the 13th Gate, yep. Haunted House yep. uh, by Midnight Productions. Please yep. go see them. Once again, very quickly, where are they located? They're located at 832 St. Philip Street in downtown Baton Rouge next to the Argosy Casino. You can look them up online at midnightproduction.com. Midnight Productions was taken, so one production, midnightproduction.com. And that's going to wrap it up. Happy Halloween. Be safe. Be safe. Be safe. Check your candy. Be safe. Be safe. Yeah. Be safe, ladies and gentlemen. Say what Happy you mean. Happy Halloween. My name is Joe Burns. Who are you? Chad P. Hey, I think we're done. Happy Halloween. Class is dismissed. <laughs> <laughs>